everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. We have a bit of a break last week, Dominic and I. Uh, Christmas vacation, New Year's, all that good stuff. So we're super glad to be back this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Dominic, how was your New Year's, your Christmas, everything? It's good to be back and talking football. Good to be back talking football. Had an amazing Christmas and New Year. The family's all healthy. That's all that counts. Yeah. uh, Gotta love this time of the year. Playoff football just around the corner. Let's get this show started. For sure. Definitely uh, a lot of playoff implication games coming up this weekend that happened this past weekend. Uh, unfortunately, got to talk about uh, a scary situation with the Buffalo Bills at uh, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Dominic, obviously, at, at this point, I think everybody has seen it. Everyone knows about it, even those who aren't uh, NFL or, or football fans. Uh, Monday Night Football game, uh, seemingly a, a, a routine football play. Uh, Hamlin gets up and then uh, and then collapses. He, uh, you know, fell into cardiac arrest. That's the latest news we have as Dominic and I record this. It's Tuesday, uh, so we don't have our live updates yet. But yeah, on this Tuesday, uh, it looks like yesterday he fell into cardiac arrest. They had to perform CPR. Uh, ambulance came on the field. Nothing we've ever seen before, Dominic. I'd say like since I started watching football uh, or sports in general, very, very scary situation there. Uh, we don't really know, uh, unfortunately, if he's going to be okay. But he's obviously received uh, the... A medical treatment he needs and uh, a ton a ton of support from uh, outside football players uh from uh from you know people all over, across the world not just football fans but super scary to see and, and something that we've never really seen before so of course thoughts and prayers with him really hope he's going to be okay game obviously being suspended and right now it's uh you know puts things into perspective we're really just focusing on him rather than the game and and you know football in general i think it's uh you know we love football and we know how important it is to people but i think that situation like this really put uh, you know uh, health and and, uh, and and things like that into perspective so praying for him and I uh, hope he's going to be okay yeah absolutely William our thoughts and prayers go out to his family and friends really really sad situation we could only hope that at the end of the day that this story ends up being one that has a silver lining in the end and Hamlin ends up recovering that being said I thought that the NFL handled it as best as they could under the circumstances they were put in. As you said, this has never happened before in terms of the circumstance. We've seen horrendous situations happen in many sports, but seeing as it was Monday Night Football, prime time, a lot of people were watching. We can only say that moving forward, I'm sure the NFL will do the right thing and kind of have some protocols in place in case this ever happens again. And um, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the Hamlin family. Yeah, definitely, Dominic. And I, I'm with you on that one. I think the NFL did, you know, what it needed to do in that situation. Like you said, really never seen anything like this before. Very scary situation. Game being postponed. I think that was the right call. And, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Eggman were, were on the game, Monday Night Football. And I thought, you know, they did a very good job um, with, uh, you know, with the airtime that they had. They said all the right things uh, and obviously it was uh, it wasn't uh, football first at that point it was it was Hamlin and, and his health and um and I think that you know it's a tough situation for for Buck and Aikman uh you know with with that time and uh you know they they're on they don't know what's going on no one really did so I thought that they handled it well so did the NFL and uh, just you know when you see these Buffalo Bills players and Bengals players like openly weeping it's um it's not something you see very often so super scary situation there Hope he's going to be okay. Like I said, uh, on this Tuesday, 
Don't have too, too much new information. He fell into cardiac arrest. Hope he's going to be okay. And I uh, was able to, to, to come out of this because it was uh, obviously super scary. Only 24 years old. And uh, from the, the things I've been reading and videos I've been watching, he seems to be a really standout guy, a uh, role model for, for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, definitely puts things into perspective. So praying for him uh, and his family. Hopefully he will be okay. Um, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's continue on to talk about the the other games that happened this past weekend, Dominic. A lot of crazy games, obviously playoff implications. Uh, we're coming up to week eighteen this weekend, uh, final weekend, Dominic. We're not used to having week eighteen, but over the last few seasons, they gave us an extra week of football. I'm not complaining. Uh, so many playoff uh, implications up in the air. Teams have clinched. Teams fighting for the number one spot. Uh, I don't, I'll throw it over to you, Dominic. I guess we can recap a game, recap a situation uh, that happened this past weekend. Because um, as per usual, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of crazy things happened in the NFL this past weekend. Yeah, let's open up the show with uh, Minnesota versus the Green Bay oh, Packers. Man. The Packers take it 41-17. Good old Aaron Rodgers gets a haircut, kind of tells everybody, I'm back and I'm ready to roll. All I got to do is win out and I'm in. And quite frankly, we knew we actually took the Packers to be done this season. And it's nice to be wrong sometimes. You know, I picked this team to be a Super Bowl winner. There was a reason why I did that. And that guy's Aaron Rodgers. He finally now is calm, cool, and collected, yet the journey is still far away for the Packers to be even relevant against anybody in the playoffs. As for the Vikings, what a horrible showing. We all know Kirk Cousins going 18 for 31, 205, one TD, three picks, is the guy that we've all thought Kirk Cousins was. That being said, it's not over for the Minnesota Vikings by any stretch of the imagination. They have a very good football team, but you can't go anywhere when your quarterback is that terrible. So might be a whole turning of the page here. In other words, Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers might be taking over and might be the ones defeating the Minnesota Vikings if ever these two teams meet again because the Packers definitely have the Vikings number and Aaron Rodgers knows how to beat them on any given Sunday. So hats off to the Packers winning this game 41-17. to yeah, Dom, this game was not never close. And 41 to 17 is a blow, but it was even more of a one-sided game than that, as crazy as that seems. This game was over before it started, and you could tell the juice that these Green Bay Packers played with. They played with purpose, and Alexander was talking a little bit of smack before the game, saying that the last time they played Jefferson's stats that he put up were fluke. And he he really uh Silence, Justin Jefferson in this game, you know, uh, forcing a bleed pass, did the gritty. For me in this game, Dominic, it was the Packers. This was a playoff game for them. They came out as if it was a playoff game, and they dominated from start to finish. They wanted this game more. Minnesota was sleepwalking throughout the entire course of this game. Green Bay played like it was their Super Bowl. They said, look, Minnesota may win this division, but, uh, you know, we're still the team to beat in uh, in the NFC Um the NFC North, so don't count us out. You got to look at it. This, uh, there's two ways to look at this, Dominic. And one, you can look at it a very impressive win by Green Bay. Um, you know, with their backs against the wall, Rodgers, you know, being doubted this year, says, okay, you know what, let's just chill. I'm going to get this team into the playoffs. Or is this Minnesota being a pretender? Like, which way do you look at it? Is this more a super impressive win by Green Bay? Uh, or would it be a letdown by the uh, Minnesota Vikings? I know you could look at it both ways, but if there was one way I had to look at it, Dominic, for me, it'd be more that it's a tough loss by Minnesota and this is more on 
Minnesota and their lack of consistency throughout the course of the season. They showed they could win in close games. This was not a close game. Can we still cross? Trust Kirk Cousins. I think that going into the playoffs, there's not many questions answered about this Minnesota Vikings team that, you know, we we had thought about them. And I know it's, you know, it's only one game and I get that, but I don't know if I could trust this team going to the playoffs, Dominic. And for me, this is more about the Vikings than it does about the Packers. Yeah, you got a young coach in Minnesota in O'Connell. And I think that's a huge issue for the Vikings. When you have LaFleur on, you know, as a coach for the Green Bay Packers, he has a lot of experience. He's brought Green Bay pretty deep in the playoffs at times as well. So coaching-wise, I'm going to give the edge to the Packers. And obviously, QB-wise, we just discussed, I'm giving the edge to the Packers. However, Minnesota is a loaded football team. And this team could take out anybody and could win the Super Bowl. So I think it's just Minnesota really not showing up for this football game. Thinking about Christmas when it was already over. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. The Vikings got smoked. And I do expect that to be a huge wake-up call in that locker room and Minnesota to rebound against whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, tough for Minnesota there. They're good. I like. Well, I mean, they're good for now. Uh, they're making the playoffs. They're going to win the division. I love and Jefferson, I- man. I love Jefferson. And I, honestly, yeah. I, think that, I think that if Watson is uh, not on the Packers roster. I think he's the entire difference maker of that offense by taking the, the the top off defenses. But you don't find a Justin Jefferson anywhere in the NFL other than Diggs. That's why I believe Minnesota technically is a clearly a better team than the Packers, regardless who's at QB and regardless who's, who's coaching. That Jefferson guy is a Hall of Famer. I'm going to say it already. So if he can light it up, watch out for Minnesota. I think you can make a case that Jefferson is the best player in football right now. He's just that good, and he's been so crucial to this team. He's going to have to continue to put up numbers. That's for darn sure if they want to continue uh, to win games and be Super Bowl contenders. Uh, let's talk about now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dominic, who have clinched their division. Uh, crazy situation there in the NFC South. If Carolina went out, they were going to win the division. Tampa Bay, you know, obviously hasn't been great this season. Uh, that division was up for grabs up until this past weekend, and I thought it was like, crazy. Crazy. Whoever would have thought that. Um, and, uh, you know, you had Atlanta still alive. You had the Saints still alive. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers say, hold on. We still got Brady. We got Mike Evans. We're going to put all the shenanigans to rest. And Mike Evans, you could say, had the game of his career. Uh, and I thought that was huge for him because him and Brady were struggling throughout the course of this year. They didn't seem to be on the same page. Brady was giving him these dirty looks week after week, you know, as if they had just started throwing the football together. And it was like they... They weren't on the same page, and I like that's like putting it lightly. Uh, in this game, they definitely were. Ten catches from Mike Evans, two hundred and seven yards, three touchdowns, um, winning people their fantasy league this week. Uh, he had an absolute monster game, and Brady was just chucking it deep, and he was just beating his defenders, blowing by. And this was the game that Mike Evans needed, and uh, huge for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will be hosting a home playoff game, even with the way they struggled this year. They're sitting at eight and eight right now. But all that means nothing. They won their division. They got Tom Brady. They got Mike Evans. They got a bunch of other solid receivers. Um, And yeah, Dominic, this happy Buccaneers team, 
has won the division. Uh, it wasn't pretty throughout the course of the season, but credit them with how they did it in this game. And it was, uh, you know, it was really their, their offense and specifically Mike Evans putting the team on his back in this one, which is, I think, if there's one way you want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team to win, it would be this way. It would be Brady having a good game after struggling this year and Mike Evans finally smiling and saying, you know what, we're the Bucs and we're here to stay. And uh, that was good enough for them to win the division. Yeah, I agree with you, William. I think that uh, Tampa Bay right now is firing on all cylinders. Clearly, they've been playing playoff football a lot earlier than other teams. They absolutely needed this game. Carolina was no pushover. I know they don't have a greatest offense, but that defense was definitely solid, and Tom Brady took care of them. However, I still see a few issues, clearly, on the offense with those Buccaneers. I did enjoy seeing Mike Evans blow the competition in this game. However... It's got to be more consistent. And there are a few plays that showed me in this game that, wow, Brady's finally figuring out a certain amount of throws that Mike Evans specifically, not those play actions. I'm talking about if he's going to work the slot, he's going to have to throw it high to Mike Evans because Mike Evans needs to use his height to his advantage. And I thought all season long, Brady just was throwing to Mike Evans basically at his feet a lot of the time. And Mike Evans doesn't catch the football that way. Just throw it up in the air. He will jump. He will grab it. The other problem that I see is the tight end position. I'm not a fan of Kate Otten. And if Tampa Bay is going to go anywhere, believe it or not, I'm going to say something pretty ridiculous. But I think there is a chance. Don't be surprised if Rob Gronkowski oh gets a phone call and enters in the playoffs with the Buccaneers as their starting tight end. If they do that, if they do that, I honestly think Tampa Bay could win the Super Bowl. If they don't, no matter how good Mike Evans is, no matter how good Tom Brady is, they will not win probably even one round. I think they're scheduled to maybe meet the Dallas Cowboys and give me Dallas in that game. Yeah. Jansen might come back. The offensive line might come back. Don't get me wrong. I think the timing of this entire franchise is is kind of like all the stars are aligning perfectly for Tampa Bay. But if you meet Mika Parsons in the playoffs in your first week, even if you have all the offensive line ready to go, Mika Parsons will destroy that, that offensive line and will get to Tom Brady. So how do you stop that? You need a quick outlet. You need Rob Gronkowski. If he's not there in the playoffs, I'm not taking Tampa Bay. I'm going to say that if they do face the Dallas Cowboys, because that's what I'm predicting, yeah. then Dallas is going to win. If they meet somebody else, we'll talk about that at a later date. But if it's Dallas, they won't be able to contain Mika Parsons. Honestly, Dominic, it's funny you say that. I've been saying the same thing I think for the last few weeks is I, I just, no matter what happens with this Bucks team, I, I don't think I will take them in the first round. And especially if they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Look, Dallas has been fairly inconsistent this year, but still one of the better teams in football. And no, I'm with you there. I would take Dallas as well. It just look, we've seen this movie before. We've seen, you know, Tom Brady being doubted. Like I said, I personally don't think at this rate, they'll be able to win a playoff game. But I think this is exactly what they need. And I think the way they won this football game, Dominic, I don't think you could have asked for a better way to win this football game with Brady and Evans finally connecting. Um, and that was, you know, that's been a, uh, a sight for sore eyes for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and for the franchise because that's uh, that's an area they struggled with all season long continuously. So finally getting that monkey off their back, a quote-unquote, to say uh, the division is is theirs. Uh, they can finally breathe easy now, and uh, we'll see what they decide to do in this uh, this upcoming game this weekend if they decide to play their starters or not. 
All right, Dominic, still a lot to uncover. Let's say uh, we just talked about the Bucks, them securing their division. Wasn't pretty, but they got it done nonetheless. Uh, what other games, Dominic, do you want to uh, recap from this past weekend? Let's talk really quick. The AFC game that just happened. I'm going to cover it briefly because we, we we just talked about it on the top of the show between the Bills and Cincinnati. Yeah. Let's talk about the ramifications briefly about what will happen. What are your thoughts, yeah. William? What do you think is going to happen between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills? Do you believe that that game will be rescheduled? What are your thoughts on that? That's a really good question. Um, obviously, we're hoping, um, wow, that sub Hamlin is going to be okay. That's the number one priority. And then, yeah, when you talk about like playing this game, because right now, obviously, it was postponed. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just, I, I can see them making this game later on during the week, Dominic, and then potentially pushing um, this, the slate of games this weekend uh, a little bit further. And I know that sounds crazy, but I, ju I just think that, uh, you know, for the, you, you can't you can't have this game today, which is Tuesday. You can't really have it tomorrow, which is Wednesday, because as we record this show, um, it's uh, it, it's Tuesday. It's just too soon after the incident. We need to know what happens with Hamlin first uh, before they get back on the field. So I think it's really going to depend what happens with him and when we get news on him. Um, I, I can see a variety of situations happening here, Dominic. I I, I don't wouldn't be surprised if it gets replayed, but I don't think it's going to be like today or tomorrow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL decides to do with that, Dom. Yeah, I think that uh, if I'm calling the shots, the game should end up in a tie. I don't think it went far enough to pass halftime. Had it passed halftime, you could have called it. I think we're going to see a tie, and that's going to have implications. With regards to the Buffalo Bills and seeding, obviously, even yeah. Cincinnati Bengals and seeding, how will this tie play out and all the math and whatnot? But at the end of the day, I think Kansas City is going to get the bye. I think Kansas City will end up being the team with the bye, and the owners are going to have to fix uh, whether any financial problems that might come as a result. And they're going to have to settle with a tie. I don't think there's enough time to play this football game. And the NFL will just have to move on unless everybody gets a bye week. Imagine that. In other words, the only game this week could be Cincinnati Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But then that would probably be a huge logistic nightmare all across the NFL. So I don't see actually technically that happening. So what are your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs? Would you be down with this, what I just described? And what are your thoughts of them beating the Denver Broncos 27 to 24. Yeah, that's a, it's a good question down. Well, look right now, if it's, if, if they end up replaying this game and Buffalo wins out, Buffalo will get the one seed. If this game ends up in a tie, however, uh, and Kansas city wins next week, um, which they probably will, they're playing, I believe it's the Raiders. Then Kansas city gets the one seed. Um, so, you know, if, 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 like you said, it ends up not replaying this game, what happens? It looks like the chiefs will get the one seed. Um, it might get still telling me the Bills will get the 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 Bills will get the one seed. Dominic, they'll get the bye. Um, but let's talk more of that Kansas City Denver game. Kansas City has won a lot of games this year where the games have been closer than you would expect. Dominic, like against Houston this year, they had to pull it out of the hat. This week against Denver, winning by three. And look, I know a win is a win in the NFL, and they're hard to come by. But I've just been a little bit surprised that Kansas City seems to have struggled in these type of games. Denver with really obviously nothing to play for. Oh, Russell Wilson, maybe to, you know shut up some people and, and the tough season he's had and Denver wants to spoil Kansas City season as the division rival. That makes sense. 
But I've been a little bit surprised with Kansas City, and I don't want to say them struggling, but I thought they'd be winning these games with a bit more ease, especially with the competition they played against. Um, I'm not worried about this Chiefs team, but it's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on, Dominic, heading into the playoffs. And like I just talked about Kansas City possibly winning this game this week against the Raiders um, to uh, to potentially clinch that one seat, but that's not a given, right? The Raiders look pretty good this weekend. Sidham looked pretty good this weekend, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked to see Kansas City lose that game. So I want to see Kansas City go out there and dominate this past weekend, uh, this uh, weekend coming up, heading into the playoffs. Because right now, I think that, you know, this team is great. I can see them winning the Super Bowl. They're still my favorite in the, um, or I should say, they're still my best team in the AFC, top to bottom. I have them as the number one team in the AFC, potentially in the league as well, Dominic. But I want to see them really kick some butt this weekend against the Raiders to send a message going into the playoffs. I agree with you, William. I think that Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. However, like the Eagles, I'm starting to question the Kansas City Chiefs whether or not they're battle-tested. Yeah, you could say that Pat Mahomes, you know, he's been there, I think, almost like five times in the past six years, approximately, to the AFC Championship. It's it's unbelievable how he started his career. But I don't know if they're battle-tested. Young yeah. guys like Isaiah Pecco, you know, Jarek McKinnon, Ronald Jones, at the running back position, you know, you need to run the football come playoff time. I love myself some Travis Kelsey, but do you think, William, that somebody is going to figure out how to stop Travis Kelsey? And if they do, would that limit Kansas City's chance to go far in the playoffs? Because I'm worried, to be honest with you. I would say no and yes. I don't. So no, I don't think anyone will find a way to limit Travis Kelsey. And if that would happen, yes, I, I can see this team winning a football game without Kelsey, or I can't see this team winning against a good football team in the playoffs without Kelsey having at least five to six catches, a touchdown and, you know, 70 plus yards. It depends what you mean. Like when we say by limiting him, but yeah, I just think that we've seen teams try and take Kelsey away from a game and the connection between Mahomes and him is just second to none. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that's possible as weird as that sounds, but if it were to be done, Dominic, yeah, I think the team would definitely be in trouble um, because look, it's been great storyline with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, with Patrick Mahomes and, you know, their, their pickups there. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be guys like that, that win the Super Bowl for this Kansas City Chiefs team. It's going to be Travis Kelsey. It's going to be Pat Mahomes. Um, and it's going to be Andy Reid scheming ways for him to get, uh, um, Travis Kelsey the ball. So yeah, I, I think that if any team does find a way, this I don't want to see this offense becomes one dimensional because it, it, it really doesn't. Uh, anything is possible with Mahomes, but uh, this team's success rides on Travis Kelsey, Dominic, for sure. I'm worried, William. I really am. And as much as I like Kansas City, they could very well be a one and out team this year, depending on who they face and whatever momentum that team will bring, especially if they get a bye. You know, yeah, you can rest your players. Yeah, they could be happy and all that. But if you meet a team with a whole bunch of momentum, watch out Kansas City because I don't know. That running game does not scare me in Kansas City. So again, I think someone gets to Travis Kelsey and limits him in a football game and forces the Chiefs to win in a bunch of different ways. They don't have Tyreek Hill and that will be a glaring issue come playoff time. 
Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying there, Dominic. Well, one team that, well, two teams that could potentially play the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round if Kansas City stays at the two seed is the Dolphins and or the Patriots who played this weekend. Patriots coming out with a 23-21 victory. Um, clutch play the game there was really that pick six uh, and Teddy Bridgewater getting injured. Look, Dolphins fans, um, we've seen this before. Dominic, I, I cannot tell you as a Dolphins fan, how many times I've seen this movie. I posted on my Facebook the other day. It says, definition of insanity. It says, dot, 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 being a Dolphins fan. And it's, it's man, is it tough sometimes. And I thought this was the year. And who knows, it could very well still be the year. But with the Jets losing this past weekend, all Miami had to do was win. And they were in. They didn't win. We don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position. Doesn't look like two is going to play this weekend. Uh, Scarlett Thompson may get the start. Teddy Bridgewater might be injured. But anyway, all that being said, credit the Patriots for winning this game. It wasn't a pretty game. It was an ugly win. But their defense did the job um, when it needed to. And right now, those New England Patriots are sitting at the seventh spot. If they win, Dominic, they're in. It's as simple as that. The only way New England wouldn't make it is if they lose. And if Miami uh, is able to beat the Jets, which at this point, Miami's lost five straight games. So you never know a lot riding on this upcoming weekend. Credit New England. You know, do they look like a playoff team? You know, not really to me, Dominic. Their offense seems really, you know, in shambles. And they seem, I don't trust Mac Jones. But look, this defense has been good, Dominic. And you can see what they want about their offense uh, and everything. But the, the defense comes to play, Dominic. Uh, they're well coached. And uh, and it was a huge win by New England this past weekend. They lose. Their season is over. That's it. Kaput. And, uh, and they're able to come away with the victory over the Dolphins. Um at home and yeah now Miami's on the outside looking in but credit the Patriots Dominic and if it's Patriots Chiefs first round I, I don't see an upset happening there but with the NFL this season you never know New England all they have to do this weekend Dominic is beat the Buffalo Bills easier said than done and they'll be uh they'll be in the playoffs as much as I like Miami the only issue I have is your head coach the IRS agent Mike McDaniel Boy, he got schooled by Bill Belichick. I mean, many people get schooled by Bill Belichick, but there's no way, you, there's no way you lose that football game. I don't care who's your quarterback. You got so much talent. Where was the game plan? And New England doesn't scare me. New England is going to get destroyed by the Bills. Destroyed. If I'm New England right now, I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to have a team so amped up. Watch what the final statistics will be for Mac Jones. He will get destroyed, literally. That being said, Mike McDaniel, you need to do a better job. You're a young guy. I know you're learning, but it's on you, buddy. When you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, if they're injured, okay, fine. But if they're healthy, you got to get them the damn ball. And I think against New England, they did not do a good job whatsoever in that department. The other guy that they absolutely need back is Teron Armstead. Yeah. To me, he's the glue. Your left tackle is the glue of your offensive line. Without him, Miami's not going anywhere. And they will lose to the Jets if he's not playing. Because that defense will get after whoever is at QB. Don't get me wrong. The Jets can't score points right now. But wait a minute. The Jets were able to score points at one point with Mike White. Where did Mike White disappear? All that being said, don't worry, William. I do think Miami will beat the Jets, and I do think the Bills will take care of New England, and your Dolphins will be in the playoffs. Dominic, that is a, I appreciate 
you on that one. I appreciate your take. If I had to guess right now, I'd probably say the same thing, Dominic. I just don't know if this Dolphins team, A, deserves to make the playoffs at this point, and, uh, and B, like I said, I can see I'd be surprised if the Bills don't win, but it's going to be up to Miami to take care of business right against the Jets. And, you know, with the way that this movie's gone long, any Dolphins fan listening to the show right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's been December woes year after year. Um, and uh, and yeah, I agree with you. Even if I went quarterback in that game, Dominic, the Dolphins still should have found a way. Uh, they didn't. They lost. It's going to be up to, you know, not in their own destiny this weekend, right? It's not up. It's not in their hands. If, if New England wins, they're out. And the Dolphins will only have themselves to blame in that one. So, uh, you know, Patriots fans, you got to be excited for this uh, upcoming weekend. Have a chance to make a statement and beat the Bills. That would definitely be um, a very good way to head into the season, going into uh, to Buffalo and beating them at home. Uh, a lot of other games happening this weekend. Dominic, let's uh, dissect a few more. Oh, I got to talk about my Steelers against the Ravens. Yes. I mean, like, hey... I don't think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, but to me, that hey, you game, never know. You never know. Ah, whatever. They made it as a fluke <laughs> last year. I doubt we're going to see back-to-back flukes. It could happen. But even if they did make it, do I really want, do I want a better draft pick or do I want <laughs> playoff experience? You know, pick, pick whatever reward or, or detriment, however you see it. That being said, this football game was outstanding. The level of intensity was great. Good old Pittsburgh Ravens rivalry. We had it all. Granted, Baltimore were missing huge players. Lamar Jackson wasn't playing in this game. Ajabo was not playing in this game. Marcus Peters was not playing in this game. All the three of those guys are huge different makers, and you're going to be getting Ajabo. I've been talking about Ajabo all year. God, people probably think I'm crazy on the radio. Who the hell is this Ajabo? Wait to the playoffs. Wait till you see the Ravens in the playoffs. They will be something to see. But just seeing them win this football game for growth, to see the rookies grow, they will be right where they need to be next year, week one. Pittsburgh will be building a beautiful team, and I can't wait to see that. But no, they will not be making the playoffs. As for the Ravens, you know, you played a really strong team that was playing playoff football against Mike Tomlin, who is obviously a really good head coach in the NFL. And these games are always three-point games, and we got a treat. Beautiful game. I was happy. Hats off to both teams, the Ravens and the Steelers. And let's see what happens come playoff time. Yeah, Dominic, I had a, this is your type of football game. A lot of running, a lot of ground and pound, smash mouth football. And, you know, for a guy and myself who likes to see guys air it out, I actually enjoyed this game and I thought it was cool. You know what? Mano a mano, we're going to be physical. You're going to be physical. That's exactly what this rivalry has prided itself on year in and year out in the battle with, you know, with Suggs and and Ray Lewis, and then when you, you know, when you had uh, like the Le'Veon Bell there, Antonio Brown, and had uh, all those years that that rivalry goes back to, um, you have those, uh, those type of football games. And credit the Steelers, I've been impressed. Look, they win, New England loses, Miami loses, they're in the playoffs. Whoever would have thought that was possible? Look, it's long shot to make the playoffs, but whoever would have thought, Dominic, it would even be in consideration. Uh, look, Kenny Pickett, he's he's he an up and down year, uh, but this year's defense is something else. Dominic Watt is just, uh, I've never thought a defensive player, one player on defense could change this game so much. And he's just been an absolute one-man wrecking crew uh, and huge, huge for the Steelers uh, team. So got to wait and see what happens this past weekend. I think, you know, Steelers Nation, you have something to be proud of regardless. What are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett, Dominic? Let's see. The Pittsburgh Steelers were to miss the playoffs. What would be your thoughts on Kenny Pickett going into the offseason? What does the, the Steelers do as an organization? Do they try and build around him? Do they draft another quarterback? Or do they go after a quarterback to try and give him competition? What are your thoughts? Where do you think the Steelers team 
let's say their season were to end uh, this upcoming weekend. How do you see them approaching the quarterback situation in the offseason? I'll be honest with you. I was a doubter at one point about Kenny Pickett during the season because I would have never had him play one down of football this year. I would have had him on the bench and learning the playbook. That being said, you know, they had Trubinsky. What are you going to do? You got to put Pickett in. So they did. And it was rough. It was rough. But what I've seen in the past two weeks is a quarterback gaining confidence, gaining confidence, not only himself, but the football team is gaining confidence in him. To me, his development has been at the very end of the season. Perfect. That's exactly where you want to be a guy who's going to be able to enter the off season, knowing that, Hey, listen, if they do win next, next week, they'll have actually won nine games. For a, for a rookie quarterback, he didn't win all nine, but he was part of that football team. So to me, that's a great development process. Is he the answer in Pittsburgh as mm-hmm. being you know a franchise quarterback? I'm not going to say yes yet because you're you going to have to show some consistency. But he definitely is a great project player to build on. And Pittsburgh has got a great football team to help him build in the future. So I'm happy to have Kenny Pickett for the next four years as a Steelers fan. Hey, I think that's very well said, Dominic, and I would agree with that take there. Um, you know, a lot of different ways they can go in, and who thought that they would even be alive in the playoffs conversation this late in the season. One team that has punched your ticket into the playoffs, Dominic, the New York football giants are going back to the playoffs. Daniel Jones having an incredible game against the Indianapolis Colts. This game was never close. The Giants winning at home 38-10 to over the Colts. They will be playing in the playoffs this year, Dominic, and look, I think the NFL is just better when certain teams are in the playoffs, and I think that that is the case with the New York Giants. Daniel Jones in this game going 19 of 24, 177 yards, two TDs, 11 rushes, 91 yards, and two TDs on the ground, so four total touchdowns for Daniel Jones. You know, he doesn't look athletic, Dominic, but he's rushing for 8.3 yards per carry in this game. His longest rush was 25 yards, like I said, running for the two touchdowns. Um, This was his game, Dominic, and... You know, we've talked about him. You've talked about him. We're not sure. I'm not sure I'm a a believer in him, but he's doing the best he can right now to try and keep his job safe in New York and to get this team ready for a potential playoff upset. There's not much more you could have asked out of Daniel Jones in this particular game. Say what you want. You know, he has been inconsistent um, and he hasn't panned out the way the New York Giants had wanted him to over the course of his career. But this was a statement game for him, punching his ticket into the playoffs for the New York Giants. Um, And yeah, Dominic, um, an absolute rout of the Indianapolis Colts in this one. I am so friggin' thrilled for those <laughs> New York Giants. We've talked about them all season. Brian Dable, my hat's off to you. You are the coach of the year, in my personal opinion. You should win that award. That being said, we talked about how Jones was going to be playing for his career as a New York Giants. And you know what? He actually delivered. Brian Dable has transformed Daniel Jones as a poor man's Josh Allen. Granted, what is that going to give you? It's going to give you the opportunity to give him a decent raise next year. He was actually going to get his contract denied. I think he got himself a job as a Giants QB starting for next year. He won't be making as much as a lot of other QBs out there. He'll be making a decent amount, but just a bit probably below average or maybe average in terms of salary. And that will open the door to sign all sorts of free agents and you know, give the Giants an opportunity to win 
consistently and make the playoffs consistently. And as long as you punch in your ticket and you have a good experienced head coach and you got a good running back in Barkley, the Giants are going places. And I have them playing probably Minnesota in the first round. And I'd be scared if I was Minnesota because Don Martindale, defensive coordinator for the Giants, has been blitzing people left and right all year long. And if Kirk Cousins is going to play that bad, boy, if he meets Martindale, I would be scared if I was a Vikings fan. Yeah, Dominic, look, there's an upset week in and week out. I would not be surprised to see that being a potential upset in the playoffs. Both teams, you know, heading in different well, directions that, according to this past weekend. But yeah, I'm with you, Dominic. Uh, I've, I've always loved the Giants, Dominic. You know, they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl twice, which, you know, I, I give them a high five for that. Uh, i got to respect them in that regard and always really good to see them in the playoffs. Uh, a team from the NFC East that will not be making the playoffs, Dominic, the Washington Commanders. Oh boy! Well, yeah, don't go there. Don't go there. I, I, did you did, so? Did you see Rivera's clip? Ah, uh, don't go there, William. I oh, will rip. Okay. I, you know, I will rip the Commanders a new one. All I'm going to say really briefly. You can have this entire take. I will say, fire everybody in Washington. <laughs> fire them all. Fire the guy who sells the hot dog. Fire that nice little lady <laughs> that lets everybody in on on game day. Fire everybody because this franchise is atrocious, except for the roster. But around the roster, fire everybody. Fire everybody in the stadium. But the roster is pretty decent. And head coaching was the whole sole purpose why this team, at the end of the day, did not make the playoffs. I mean, look, Dominic, go, from going from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz is not something I would have done. It, it's easy to second-guess that now, right? Taylor Heineke is struggling the last few weeks. You know, Carson Wentz, you got him in the offseason. What are you going to do? Well, he throws three interceptions, and he has a, a an awful game, which, you know, which we've been accustomed to seeing from Carson Wentz. For me, it, it's mind-boggling. Rivera's comment. As a Dolphins fan, I'm I'm constantly looking at who needs to win, who needs to lose. If this team wins, are we let? How could a head coach of a team not know that if another team wins after they lose, they could be eliminated? For, like to me, that's my, I don't understand it. It's you're paid millions of dollars. It's literally your job. I don't know what it is, and like. Sometimes, Dominic, I swear as fans, I think we take the game even more seriously than these coaches and players do, which drives me nuts. But after that situation and after that poor coach, like you said, Dominic, I think the Washington Commanders deserve to be watching the playoffs from home. And look, I like Rivera, Dominic, and uh, I've liked him. He's battled a lot throughout his course and his personal life as well. But I don't think that you could ever make an excuse uh, where you can uh, justify what he said after that press conference, Dominic. And they'll be watching the playoffs at home. So we got week 18 to preview right now. A lot of games with playoff implications. Obviously, this late in the season, always good to have a week 18 slate of games. Not something we've been used to uh, since watching football. I love that uh, they added this extra week. So obviously, these games are scheduled right now as we record on Tuesday. We don't know what's going to happen with the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals game. If it's going to be replayed, when it will be replayed. Um so obviously this is uh you know uh this is TBD for right now. This could change uh, by the time our show airs on Thursday. This could change Friday, so we never know. But right now we got to go with what is scheduled, Dominic. Um and uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Right now we got two games on Saturday, Dominic. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City favored by 9. Kansas City still in play for the 1 seed. I think they come in this game, they come in firing on all cylinders. I do like what I saw out of Las Vegas this past weekend. I think 9 is a big spread. Dominic. 
Dominic, I could see this game being closer um, than people would have thought. Similar to the game we saw this past weekend uh, with the Chiefs against the Broncos. I'm going to go Kansas City wins this game, but a final score of, let's go 31-24 to 24 Kansas City in this one. So they don't cover, but they get the dub. Yeah, if I'm Andy Reid, you better get a lot of mojo happening before the playoffs because you need it. And you're lining up against a division rival. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the mojo, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say that Kansas City finds a way to really take care of the, the, the Raiders, but the Raiders probably get a garbage touchdown at the end to cover the spread. So give me Kansas City 35 to 28. Alrighty, next up, Saturday night. This is the game we've all been waiting for. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Who would have thought this late in the season, it is a win and you're in. Not only is it a win and you're in, Dominic, whoever wins this game will win the division. Jacksonville, man, what a story it's been. Tennessee losing a ton of straight games. This is two teams heading in the absolute opposite direction. And I'm going with the Jags in this one, Dominic, at home. Looks like Joshua Dobbs will be starting for the Tennessee Titan team. Uh, Malik Willis hasn't... Um, Panned out for the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, uh, Tannehill looks like he will miss the remainder of the season. He will for sure not be playing in this game. Dobbs will be taking first-team reps, and he will be starting for this game for the Tennessee Titans. And I don't think he will get the job done. I think Jacksonville will win, and I think they'll cover. Uh, they're playing at home. And, man, what a story it would be if Jacksonville was able to win this game, Dominic, and win the division. I think that would be great for football. They kind of, they're kind of, for me, the AFC team, AFC version of the Detroit Lions in the NFC. So give me the Jacksonville in this one. I've got them winning. I got them covering. I don't think they're gonna need to put up a ton of points. I can see them running the ball a lot. I gotta go 24 to 13 final score. Jacksonville Dominic, and they win the AFC South. Yeah, I was looking at the injury report on every single football team, and Tennessee has had it worse than anybody else in the NFL, in my opinion. That being said, these guys are professionals. The next men up should be willing to give it all. This is a huge playoff game for Tennessee. Granted, every single other one was, was as well. All they had to do is, you know, win a football game. But, you know, they just weren't able to for a variety of reasons. I have a soft spot for Joshua Dobbs. And I think he can manage this football game. I'm going to take Tennessee. Wow. I'm going to take Tennessee because I've been in love watching Mike Vrabel and his schemes all year and i feel sorry for the guy to be not entering the playoffs because your team is decimated since they have derrick henry they get in it's going to be the derrick henry show i don't know how they're going to do it but they will win this football game in overtime give me tennessee 24 to 21 well, I like it, Dominic. Uh, well, one thing I'll tell you, Dominic, it could be the Derrick Henry show, but they're going to need to pass the ball as well because too many times this year we've seen teams stack the box on defense and Derrick Henry just can't break eight straight tackles. Right? They're going to need to throw the ball. They're going to need to get some play action going. But you could argue that the best player on that field on Saturday night will be Derrick Henry. Uh, Tennessee loses, Dominic. That would be a tough way to end the season. That would be their seventh straight loss. Uh, them missing out would be um, tough for them. So super excited for that game. Never thought I'd be that excited for a Titans-Jaguars game, but hey, here I am. All right, next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game is to be announced. We don't know what time it will be. Obviously, that depends on what happens with the Bengals and Bills game if it gets rescheduled. But right now, we got the Bengals favored by seven, Dominic, over Baltimore. So this could be for the division, right, if 
Buffalo beats Cincinnati. Um, if that game gets replayed, Cincinnati loses. This game will ultimately be for the division. Either way, for the division or not, I got Cincinnati winning this game big. Um, and uh, I just think Baltimore Dominic is not a team I trust, no matter who's that quarterback for them. I've said it from the beginning of the year. I'll continuously say it again. I got Cincinnati winning this game. I'll go a final score. I'm going to go, uh, let's say, 27 to uh, 14 in this one for the Bengals. Keep on doubting those Ravens. <laughs> They've punched their ticket already. They won't show up in this game. It probably will be a blowout, and Cincinnati will win the division, and John Harbaugh couldn't care less. Give me Cincinnati in a blowout, 37-13, to 13, but watch out for the Ravens come playoff time. Hey, I like it. All right, next up, we got an AFC East matchup, New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by seven and a half. Simple for if you're a Patriots fan, win and you're in the playoffs. Buffalo still battling for the one seed potentially at this point. We don't know, obviously, with the, the game being postponed. But I think Buffalo, you know, with uh, with um, Hamlin on their mind and everything, they're going to come out strong in this game. They're going to kick some butt. And New England will have to hope that the Jets beat the Dolphins in order for them to make the playoffs. I got a Buffalo winning um, 35-13 to 13 in this one. Don't think this game will be close. Buffalo wants to make a statement heading into the playoffs and they will do such by crushing the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah, baby. You heard me on the top of the show. Mac Jones, good luck. You <laughs> will be annihilated. The defense will take care of you. I'm calling two picks, one to the house. Give me Buffalo 30 to 10. All right, next up, we got another divisional matchup, Dominic. We got the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. I think your, your uh, kind of statement, who cares game of the week? We'll go through this one quickly. Give me Houston in the upset. I'm going to go final score, 17-16 over the Colts. Oh, if only I can have a different owner than Ezra. Give me anybody. That guy is the whole reason why Indianapolis is where they're at. Give me Houston in this game, in a really ugly game, 13-10. to Alrighty, next up we got the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Dominic Saints favored by three and a half. Saints are honestly a team that are gonna be fine next year, probably with a new QB. They win this one. Really happy. Give me the Saints 22 to 23. I'm not sure I'm sold on them as much as you are, Dominic, for next year. And I'm also gonna go with Carolina in this one. Obviously, this game doesn't mean too too much, but give me those Panthers. I'm gonna go 23 to 17 final score. Next up, we got the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, like I said, need a Patriots loss and a victory to grab that last spot. Right now, it's a even Dominic. It's a it's a pick'em game, Dominic. Game is in Miami. I hate that spread. I just saw it for the first time. I can't believe what I'm looking at. Ugh, I have to go with Miami. I'm, I said at the top of the show, I honestly think that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, these guys are your superstars. They will find a way to win this football game. Give me Miami 24 to 20. I'm with you on this one, Dominic. I'm going with Miami grudgingly in this one. I'm going to go final score. Let's go 25 to 21 in this one. And I think Waddle gets two TDs in this one. I want to see Gasicki get going in this one. If they're going to make the playoffs, they need to get him involved. Uh, give me the Dolphins in this one over the Jets. Next up, Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Minnesota favored by three and a half. I think this is Minnesota's bounce back game. They play well. They kick some butt in this one. Uh, they put up a lot of points. I'm going to go final score in this one. I'm going to go 31 to 14 uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, Dominic, and they get a W heading into the playoffs. Oh, they have to destroy Chicago. If they don't destroy Chicago, pack it in, and the, the Vikings are done. I'm going to take the Vikings in a blowout as well. Give me the Vikings 40 to 17. 
Wow. Alrighty. Next up, another divisional matchup. Bucks, Falcons, Falcons favored by three. Don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do in this one, if they're going to play their starters or not. Either way, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Atlanta in this one. I think that uh, you know Atlanta is playing uh, right now for pride. I think they have a good game here. I don't think uh, Tampa Bay will play their starters throughout the whole game, even if they do start. Uh, go final score 20, uh, 20 to seventeen in this one for the Falcons, and they just cover. Yeah, this is a push game. You're absolutely right. Tampa Bay will be resting pretty much their entire football team. And then Atlanta has a beautiful running game. So I'm going to take Atlanta to win by three. Give me Atlanta 23 to 20. All right, next up, Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dominic, your Steelers are favored by three. Yeah, don't like that spread. I'm going to have to take Pittsburgh, even though that spread does scare me. Give me Pittsburgh in this football game. Harris, beautiful game against the Ravens. I hope he brings it against Cleveland. He'll need to be there and do the exact same thing because the Cleveland Browns defense is a really good defense. So give me Pittsburgh in a close one, 23 to 20. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with a close one as well. Give me your Steelers, 27-26. Take the over on this one. A bit more of a high-scoring game than people anticipate. But the Steelers win, and they do what they need to do to keep their playoff hopes alive. Next up, 425 games. we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Commanders. Dallas favored by 4.5. Washington, nothing to play for. Dallas has the possibility of still grabbing that number one seed, Dominic, and still winning the division, depending what happens in the Eagles game. I'm going to go Dallas winning in this one. Dallas winning big. Final score. 33 to 7 for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, you know what I think about Washington. However, yeah. the fans, they don't deserve this at all. No. I think the fans are going to be in for a good football game here. And Washington, the players will show up even though they're not making the playoffs. I'm still taking Dallas. Give me Dallas in overtime 29 to 26. All right. Next up, Chargers, Broncos. Chargers favored by three in this one. Chargers doesn't look like um maybe mistaken, but I do, I think either way they're pretty much set in uh where they are in the, their playoff spot. Da, da, da. No, that's not necessarily true because if they win and okay, anyways, all that to be said, I'm gonna go with the Chargers in this one. They want to finish the season with the dub. They do just so. 28-17 final score, Chargers. Yeah, I mean, if the Rams can destroy the Denver Broncos the way they did. The Chargers are going to be firing as well on all cylinders. Give me a blowout in this football game. 45 to 10. Chargers take it. Wow. All right. San Francisco favored by 14 against the Cardinals. Dominic San Fran still in play for the number one seed. Yeah. San Francisco. Funny team. This team on a daily basis. They surprise me. Brock Purdy. I mean, against Arizona. What are you going to do? Give me San Francisco. I think they need to have this game big and the momentum needs to carry over in the playoffs. Give me San Francisco 28 to nothing. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go into blow two Dominic. I'm going to go 37, 13 for those 49ers. Next up, we got the New York giants at the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia, simple win. And you are the one seed. It looks like Jalen hurts. will be playing in this game. Not sure what's going to happen with the giants who they decide to play, but I think Philadelphia has been the best team in the NFC. They deserve the one seed. They will get it. And they will be victorious in this game. Final score. I'm going to go 34 to 16 for those Eagles. They win, they cover and they get the one seed. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see the real Giants football team. I think they're going to be walking on eggshells because they're not going to want to be injured. I think you're going to see A.J. Brown and company just destroy the Giants. Give me Philadelphia 38-10. to 10. 
All right, next up, we got the Rams and the Seahawks. So this is tough. They kind of did with the scheduling. I feel they did the Lions dirty because if Seattle wins this game, then the Sunday night football game doesn't mean anything for Detroit. They will be out. The Lions need to beat the Packers. I need the Rams to beat the Seahawks. And fortunately for Lions fans, I do not think that'll happen. I think the Seahawks will win uh, against the Rams. And I think it'll be close, but I think they'll get a W nonetheless. So give me Seattle 23-20 to to keep their playoff hopes alive. Yeah, I agree with that statement 100%. That's just the way it goes in the NFL. I think Seattle plays a strong football game, but those those games between the Rams and Seahawks, we all know how competitive it is, and I don't see it being easy for Seattle. I'm taking the Seahawks by three in overtime, 23-20. to 20. All right, next up, Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Sunday Night Football, this game was flexed. Four and a half point favorites are the Packers. Who would have thought they would have been in this position just a few weeks ago? If they win, they're in. They grab that seventh spot, and I think they will, Dominic. I think, A, Seattle's going to win the game before, so the Lions will have a little bit less to play for, uh, but they will want to spoil the Packers. But, B, even if the Seahawks lose, and this is for the last spot, I just think Green Bay's rolling right now. They're playing this game at home, um, and, yeah, Right now, Aaron Rodgers and this offense, uh, you know, they've uh, turned the season around. So I think the Packers will win this game. And uh, I think they will squeeze into the playoffs shockingly. I got to go final score 27 to 20 in this one for Green Bay at home. I'm going with my Aaron Rodgers and my prediction for the Packers to win the Super Bowl from wow. the top of the show or the top of the season. I think that looks like it's materializing in terms of yeah. at least Green Bay to make the playoffs. So give me Green Bay in a close game, 28 to 24. Well, I think your pick to a Super Bowl was Green Bay over Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, my pick was the Bucks over the Chargers. So at some point in the season, both looking unlikely, but still both possible as it uh, looks like uh, all those teams will make the playoffs. Green Bay got to see what happens. All right, folks, that's it for this week. Uh, thoughts and prayers on the show dedicated to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, we're getting live updates, uh, obviously, so keep checking your phones, folks. Uh, keep him in your prayers and uh, definitely going to be uh, thinking about him, his family. So uh, obviously rooting for him and hopefully he comes out of this. Um, and uh, and yeah, Bill's, uh, Bill's Nation, we're thinking about you guys. And that's it for the show this week, folks. Thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy the last week of the regular season. Can't believe it's already this time of year. Thank you for tuning in, anybody, and we'll see you next week where we talk some playoffs. You were listening to CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal.